this is the Go Blue Crew. Derek, you know what we haven't done in a while? I'm uh, not quite sure. Just shoot the sh- talking about football. You are right. We we haven't taken that shot in a while. I am totally interested in taking that shot today. And I should clarify, Michigan football. I said football. We usually don't just talk about football in general on here. I mean, the Super Bowl is coming up, but who cares, right? Tom Brady's the GOAT. That's about <laughs> all I have to say. I mean, that'd be a two-second episode, but hey. Okay, so the the reason we're going to talk about Michigan football is because some things are coming through the news cycle that are not necessarily positive, I don't think, unless you just weren't a big Dan Enos fan to begin with. So we'll start with him. He takes the Michigan job for like 15 minutes, and then he's off to Alabama. Like, what the heck is up with that? That's really weird to me. I mean, there's there's one thing out there that says uh, if you wanted to uh, coach in the SEC, he had to wait till some date in February, and, and accepting a job elsewhere gives him the opportunity to make that move sooner. So maybe in his mind, he's the kind of a snake mentality of – uh, let me let me go to Michigan. I'll bring some attention to Michigan, and then let's just uh, let's go to Alabama, a team that just won a national championship. Seems to have two answers at quarterback potentially. Uh, I think it definitely is kind of a jab at Michigan, and, and it hurts Michigan and maybe a, a public eye of why is he choose there. But okay, chooses maybe a better, more premier college football school in Alabama, uh, a team that's won a lot of national championships. But it's really weird the way it. Uh, all, all took place. And I guess my only question is, is what did he actually do in his brief stint as an assistant at Michigan? Oh, yeah. I want to know, like, did he have an office? Did he have an expense account? Did he use that expense account? Did they talk did he... playbook? Did he see? Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, oh, what do you okay. what do you do? And how long was there a month? Maybe. I don't think it was a month. I think it was like mid-December, so it might, maybe just about a month. Okay. But I I don't know. Like I saw – I think I saw something about like uh, like memorandums of this coach signed for – I think Parger signed for, I don't know, $500,000 or something like that. Something A year for two years, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But I never saw one of those go out for Dan Enos. But, yeah, I mean, you're there for a month. What what do you get? Do you get the, uh, the car from the dealership to drive up to the uh, – Schindler Hall. I mean, do you get keys to an office? Do you get your nameplate on the door in that amount of time? I would just really curious to see what all happened in his first 30 days in the office because on day 31, he said, peace, I'm off to coach for Nick Saban in Alabama. For any of our listeners who are into conspiracy theories, I'm going to float one here. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Dan Enos and Nick Saban conspired in early December, Nick Saban said, Hey, Dan, if you could uh, go to Michigan, I want to learn a little bit about the way their program operates. Maybe not necessarily the offense, you know, for obvious reasons, but other parts of the program. How does Jim Harbaugh recruit? What does the defensive playbook look like? How do they teach the defense? Go ahead and learn that. And then uh, maybe there'll be a spot for you for you here in about a month or so, huh? You know what I? <sighs> I'm not. I, okay, I'm. I'm not totally. I'm not totally serious there. I just think uh, for maybe some of our listeners who are more inclined to go that route, I go ahead and run with that. Please don't attribute it to me, 
but go ahead and run with that. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it's 100% accurate, but I I mean, in a way, it, it's just it's just so bizarre to me. Maybe you don't know that opportunity is there at the time, so you, you take one that you believe is your best opportunity. I don't feel like anyone was really super excited about him joining the staff. Uh, a lot of people complained because of his, his last stops and how, how bad the Arkansas offense was. Uh, it just uh, to me, it's probably just a case of, hey, I uh, got a job offer. It's good, but someone calls a month later. I mean, that happens in the in the real world with regular employees like like me and and you. I mean, that I guess that happens, but it's just it's so weird and it's only uncomfortable because how close do you get to the program and how much do you learn and and what kind of conversations did you have with recruits and it's just I don't I don't love it. I just hope that Michigan finds a way to 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 work past that, and I would love to see them score a guy to work with receivers or quarterbacks or whatever the heck he was going to do, who who is really good, so we can kind of forget this and leave this in the past. I don't want to hear you slander the Arkansas offense again. This is an offense that featured a six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pound pound quarterback. That that's the reason I was so excited about this hire. I was like, please go get a 6'7", 270-pound quarterback to come run the Michigan offense. That's you know, I, I was going to be all in for that, quite frankly. If you look at the fans, like I remember just looking, searching his name on Twitter just to see like how legitimate is it that he's going to coach for Michigan. And then you, you didn't have to scroll back very far because it was only – I mean, it wasn't even, uh, wasn't even bowl season yet. And just the complaints. And it's just like, same thing with Jay Patterson. If you scroll back far enough, there's people that complained about him before he went down injured, about how he doesn't protect the ball. And, and he did. He threw quite a bit of interceptions uh, in this in his season, second season with um, Ole Miss. So, I mean, everyone complains. It's just like the, the backup quarterback's always a favorite until the backup quarterback comes in and throws three interceptions in one game. But You mean five? Or five, yeah. Let's not let's not go there. See, it's tough to talk. There's not a lot of positive right now, and that's the frustrating part. Also, why we focused on basketball. One, it's basketball season. Two, basketball is really fun right now. And three, it gives us something positive to talk about. I am waiting for a show where we have to rush our scheduled podcast time because we're so excited to talk about something in the offseason that has to do with Michigan football. I can't even imagine a scenario – where that happens, honestly, it's tough. I mean, I, I it's, I'm so pessimistic. The only thing I can think of is Shea Patterson's granted eligibility. Yeah, um, that may that might do it. Maybe. Or or Drevno accepts a job somewhere, or Harbaugh lets him go. Or I mean, I think that would make a lot of fans happy. Speaking of Harbaugh, I guess one of the things that I'm interested in is. Seems to be a quiet offseason so far for the most part. Uh, and there's reports that, hey, I'm a, he said that, hey, I'm a different person coming into this season and uh, maybe not out there recruiting as much. You see a lot of assistant coaches on the road. But what do you expect from Harbaugh um, in 2018 uh, during the offseason before, let's say just before the spring game? I think it's going to be mostly quiet. You know, when we look back at, past off seasons he's throwing shade at his rocky top colleague and you know stuff like that that makes you giggle and then he goes out and finishes fourth in the big 10 east and has an abysmal season on offense and you're just like okay you know it was cute 
please go win some football games. And maybe he recognizes that. Maybe he's realizing that, you know what? Um, it's one thing to be an entertainer in the offseason, but right now, my players, my staff, the fans, myself included, you know, we want to see wins. And I think he's he's getting that that maybe people are becoming a little bit annoyed that uh, he has this persona that it gets, like I said, cute. And then you're like, okay, now please go win some games. It could also be that he's realizing the national perception of him is becoming more and more negative with time. And it does have something to do, I believe, with his activity on Twitter in the offseason. One of the things that I'm thinking about is I'm 100% okay if it's a quiet offseason from Harbaugh. It seems to be what people would consider a down recruiting year for the most part. However, uh, if Shea Patterson's eligible, I mean, you can you can kind of uh, throw some of that away because you're, you're just so excited that you have a lot of talent options at quarterback, at least. Now it's a matter of, of finding a way to, to get them to execute. But uh, all I know is whatever Harbaugh is doing or going to do this offseason, you know he's obviously working very hard. Uh, for me personally, I hope he's just taking a look at the entire offensive schematic and say, hey, how can we simplify this? Uh, I know I know he sees the reports, he gets the questions. How can we simplify this and just put the best players on the field and play great football? Because what we did last season, uh, obviously quarterbacks were an issue uh, to go down to injury. And then you've got a guy who's really young that everybody wants to be a, a superstar from the moment he takes his first uh, collegiate snap. But I, I hope he's just looking at from an offense perspective, even if Drevno's not going anywhere, it's not that I want Drevno to go. I just want to see a change. I want to see a change in the offensive line, the quarterbacks, and the receivers. I think you can fix those three areas. The running game already looked pretty good most of the season. I just think it naturally improves as those other areas improve. That's just the game of football. So whatever he's doing, he's obviously working hard. I just think he's taking a hard look at things because right now I think he feels very uncomfortable. I think he – knows the the pressure is on. Uh, he's got a lot of negativity and people kind of talking bad about him and the program and how uh, year three wasn't great and how it's it's time to finally uh, shift into gear and prove yourself. So it'll be an interesting offseason, but like you, I don't really think I expect too much uh, from him, at least in terms of national news. As a transition to Tim Drevno, who you've mentioned a couple times now, I want to I want to get to two questions for you. Now, first, my personal opinion is that if Shea Patterson is eligible this season, between Jim Harbaugh and Tim Drevno, the two of them are too stubborn offensively to utilize him in the way that you know we think he should be. So, my first question is: Do you think that's true? Do you think they're too stubborn to use him appropriately? Second question, regardless of if that's a yes or a no, do you think Drevno and Michigan split ways one way or another this offseason? So for the first question, I think that – I think they're stubborn, but that's one of the things is I hope he and, and the coaching staff, whether they're on the road or, or back in the office, I hope they're all taking a look at 
what other teams are doing first and foremost, how many other teams won games with true freshman quarterbacks, including Georgia and, and Alabama, uh, who has a guy come in, obviously a highly recruited quarterback, but comes in the second half and turns the game around. Jake Fromm uh, seems to be a stud. They've got to be looking at things. I mean, you've even got to look at a JT Barrett and maybe compare him to more of a a Joe Milton or a guy who has some speed, a guy like Shea Patterson that has a different dynamic on the field. I'm going to say that they're stubborn, yes, but I think that if Shea Patterson is eligible, they find a way to play a different enough brand of football to have us kind of look and say, hey, this is new. Uh, and we like this. There are plenty of times in the season where it was clear that Harbaugh opened up the offense and some of those things worked and some of those things didn't. So I would say that I expect some major changes and possibly an overhaul. And if that overhaul comes, I do think Michigan and Drevno will part ways. And, and in my personal opinion, I think it's only a matter of time before it happens. I also think that Harbaugh wants to make sure he can have someone replace Drevno almost instantly. That's kind of the... The interesting thing about the early signing period is from now until that changes or rules about coaching changes, you have a lot of guys sign with guys that technically recruited them. And a lot of those coaches are, are at different schools. It's happening everywhere. That's just a part of college football right now in the off season. So I think a change is coming. I cannot predict when, but I think when it does, you'll see a bit of an overhaul in offense and hopefully uh, for the best. Okay, let's wrap up here with a little bit of talk about Wilton Spate who is reportedly considering coming back to Michigan if Shea Patterson is not eligible this season. That would obviously mean that the quarterback competition is more open, and with Wilton Spate coming back, considering what Brandon Peters looked like, which was good at times, bad at others, a really mixed bag, you would probably consider Wilton Spate to be the favorite. So first off, is this a good if this is true is it good on Wilton Spate and then second off you know if he does come back would you call him the favorite so first I have a question for you do you think that Harbaugh and others are heavily pursuing Wilton Spate like he's a recruit saying please stay another season I don't think so because I think the dynamic is a little bit different actually more than a little bit different I mean he was he was on your team for a number of years and he was your starting quarterback for you know what would have been two years and he decided to move on for his not just any season but his uh fifth year which makes him immediately eligible wherever he wants to go they already had this parting of ways which at the time you know you have to assume that neither one of them were thinking hey maybe we'll be back together again soon so i i think at this point um, the ball is completely in Wilton Spate's court, and I, I just I can't see Harbaugh or or anybody else, you know, being tasked with recruiting quote unquote uh, Wilton Spate back to the program. So, to answer your question, and yes, I don't remember your exact question to be honest, but to to think about what Wilton Spate's going to do and those reports. I was concerned because soon after those reports started coming out, he had tweeted, I don't know if you saw that, he had tweeted an LOL with basically a crying, laughing face without the tears, um, kind of like the, almost like a, like you're a joking face. And so you don't ever want to read too far into someone's Twitter account, but it seemed fishy that just kind of out of nowhere, 
uh, out of context, which seemed really in context with the reports that someone's fishing and, and kind of reaching with this report. Huh, At the same, I did not see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, he, he tweeted that out that evening uh, or that night. Is I'm looking at it right now, 9.56 p.m. the same day that report came out. So I saw that top of my timeline actually and thought, hmm. And some of the responses are are somebody smoking something. And, and so kind of referring to the fact that they also thought that's what that meant. However, I do think he's the favorite if he does come back, if Shea Patterson's not eligible. And I don't think we would know that uh, until the first game because Harbaugh does a pretty good job at saying it's a two-man, three-man, whatever race. Um, but I do question that if he does come back is how hard is he working to prove himself in year five when he has an opportunity probably to start at a lot of schools, especially the smaller ones, when you do have uh, a McCaffrey who's looking to, to play for the first time, you have a Brandon Peters who's looking to kind of reach or change his resume after a really horrible performance in the bowl game. I just question if it's the right move for either party, uh, and I would believe that it's not. But it'll be interesting to see uh, if he shoots those reports down in the near future or if he does, in fact, stay enrolled at the University of Michigan. Speaking of shooting, do you have any other stuff to shoot about Michigan football? Uh, no, I I don't. I just I'm just looking for something positive. That's all. That's all I want to see. We should fabricate something positive. How we about can that? we can do that next show. Let's just come out and that's we could be like a what are those accounts like a Michigan Nation or Gold Blue Diehards or whatever those. I don't know, a lot of those accounts have faded by now because so many people block them. I think Twitter finally says, hey, get out of here. But we could totally fabricate something, run a 50-hour show on that topic, and then just have it all be false. And we told people about it, but hey, we, we still will probably get people to click on it. I can guarantee it. I'm already looking forward to it. So, hey, thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, and online at Wolverine Sounds. If you're going to go online, don't just type in Wolverine Sounds. Go ahead and add a .com. That'll take you directly to the website, as the internet so conveniently does. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. So thanks for listening, and Go Blue. Go Blue.